Broadcasting from the intellectual dark web, this is District Sentinel Radio. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. No intern Nate today, but we are broadcasting out of the Citizen Capital Studios in Washington, D.C. It's that newscast of record for the left. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. We won't be hearing as much from intern Nate on the podcast moving forward. He's got a he's got a side gig that he picked up, so I'm sure he'll still make some appearances. Intern Nate got a job. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Internate haters out there, uh, you have successfully chased him off the podcast. Congratulations. The uh, two of you that like Internate out there, our apologies. You'll be hearing less of him until he gets fired, and then he'll be back on. Hey, now, I am a Internate apologist, and uh, though I could do without... The times where he uh, unleashes loud profanities after spilling a few drops of water on the floor. I'm going to miss his laughter, his childlike wonder, his, uh, his, uh, the, uh, that's about it. But internet is good. Look, you're just in a good mood because the Caps won last night. (laughs) The hangover's starting to hit, though. It's, uh. But yeah, it was it was pretty wild. The uh it the 24 years since we beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Uh that was the big stat of the night to me. A lot of people in the city seem pretty obsessed with a previous stat which was Washington teams were uh 0-13 in elimination games to get to a semifinal or conference final or whatever, kind of a convoluted stat. Half of those were the Caps. I think yeah. uh, some of that was Washington trying to steal some of the Caps' disappointment valor. <laughs> I know I know the Nats have also let the city down repeatedly, but let's be frank, most of that is the Washington Capitals. Further evidence that there's something supernatural going on here. Eight and two, eight and two since former first lady Barbara Bush died, and mysteriously the Caps two and zero in playoff series. Two and zero in playoff series. Braden Holpe with the best save percentage in the NHL since Barbara Bush died. This is all causality here, folks. I believe it is impacting the New York Yankees too. One of their fans told me that the Yankees are fourteen and two. Since the ghost wow. of Barbara Bush suddenly decided to start haunting their enemies as well. <laughs> uh, it's an election night in places around the country. Uh, if you're in Ohio, the Sentinel boys recommend that you vote for Dennis Kucinich. Cosign. Vote Kucinich. Yeah, we've spent a couple of years reporting favorably about Richard Cordray and the work he uh, did at CFPB, but we're Kucinich boys through and through. Yeah. Uh, Kubros. It, <laughs> we're Kubros. If you're in West Virginia and you're a complete fucking psychopath, then you're probably voting for Don Blankenship tonight, who uh, is leading in the polls to be the Republican nominee to eventually take on Joe Manchin in that state. Also, if you're in West Virginia and are marginally less of a psychopath, you might be voting for Joe Manchin <laughs> because Paula Jean Swearingen is a... Uh, progressive challenger i don't think she has any real shot at winning unfortunately but whom whom knows 
whom knows it would you know stranger no i I really don't expect an upset but it would rule yeah we'll report back on some of this stuff for tomorrow's newscast in the meantime we have some bonus content up right now over at our patreon patreon.com slash district sentinel it's an interview with sex worker advocate and community organizer kate diadamo we talked about the passage of fosta and sesta and what those pieces of legislation ostensibly aimed at combating illegal sex trafficking have done uh, to women who engage in sex work and has made their lives more dangerous. Uh, if you want to listen to that, you got to become a subscriber. It's uh, five bucks a month. You get access to this sort of bonus content. You also... Bonus content actually is accessible for less than $5 a month. That is true. It is $2 a month to get bonus content, but I'd like to upsell things here. <laughs> Five bucks a month gets you not only the bonus content, it gets you access to the Sentinel cast, our once a week podcast, and it gets you in haiku, a haiku, it gets you in haiku, a haiku, what do you think? I think it's a hard H, so you a haiku. You get a haiku, which we're about to read on the show right now. This one is for Leo. What's your sign, I say, stumbling up to the bar, assured of failure. Thank you, Leo. This is for James. Mondays get zany. Eastern Conference curse lifted. Tuesday hangover. Thank you, James. This one is for O-Tropes. A war with Iran. But you want to know what's worse? Two words... Barry Weiss. Thank you, O-Tropes. Maybe if there is a war with Iran, we can get Barry some uh, frontline combat reporting experience. Mm. Mm. <laughs> this is for Mr. Nosehair. To come or not to, that's the president's question. McCain funeral. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Nosehair. Finally, this is for Tor Ugin. Built a time machine. Rewind to Tide Pod craze. Love that memory. Mm, just like yesterday. Thank you, Tor Ugin. And again, thanks to our new subscribers. That's patreon.com slash district sentinel. It's Tuesday, May 8th, 2018. Here's the news. <laughs> The U.S. is going to violate the Iranian nuclear deal. Remember all that chatter about how you can't trust the Iranians at the negotiating table? Well, it turns out we're the ones that can't be trusted. Speaking from the White House on Tuesday, Trump said he's pulling the U.S. out of the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action and imposing strong nuclear sanctions on Iran. I am announcing today that the United States will withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal. In a few moments, I will sign a presidential memorandum to begin reinstating U.S. nuclear sanctions on the Iranian regime. We will be instituting the highest level of economic sanction. Any nation that helps Iran in its quest for nuclear weapons could also be strongly sanctioned by the United States. 
So there you have it, and uh, this could leave things pretty awkward. We'll get to that in a second. Trump never mentioned during a statement today that Iran was not in compliance with the deal. Instead, he noted Iran's ongoing ballistic missile tests and interventionist activities as reasons to pull out of the deal. Of course, none of those were covered in the Iranian deal to begin with on purpose. There was an intense lobbying effort by European allies to keep the U.S. in the deal. French President Emmanuel Macron and British Foreign Secretary Boris Johnson both traveled to the White House to urge Trump to keep the agreement in place. It didn't work, though. And afterward, Macron tweeted, quote, France, Germany and the U.K. regret the U.S. decision to leave the JCPOA. The nuclear nonproliferation regime is at stake. Macron had shown a willingness to renegotiate a new deal with Trump. But Iranian President Hassan Rouhani immediately foreclosed on that idea, saying there will be no renegotiations. Rouhani, however, was open to the idea of keeping the JCPOA in place with its European signatories, Russia and China, who also signed on to the deal. Now, this could leave the U.S. awkwardly trying to impose sanctions on European allies if those allies are doing business with Iran under the auspices of the nuclear deal, which Trump has just pulled the U.S. out of. Also worth mentioning, Trump cited in his statement Benjamin Netanyahu's presentation last week as evidence of why this deal should be destroyed, which sort of makes you think if Trump actually put Bibi out there first to help sell his own idea to get out of the deal, something that we had speculated on last week. Yeah, it sure looks like uh, Trump may have been trying to call in a favor. Uh, by the way, have you seen any liberal commentators say anything to the effect of, well, good thing everyone was saying Hillary was a hawk? Because I just... It's out there, probably. I, I, I'm not trying to whip myself up into something over 2016 here, but I just remember during the uh, Democratic primary when she said she was proud of making the Iranians, quote, her enemy. Mm. That was uh, extremely good shit indeed. Today, Attorney General Jeff Sessions spoke before a gathering of cops in Tennessee. During the speech, he blamed the ACLU for a 2016 spike in crime in the city of Chicago. Sessions made the claims by citing research recently published by two University of Utah professors. Their study said the threat of an ACLU lawsuit and a change in Chicago's stop-and-frisk policy caused a 58% increase in homicide two years ago. Sessions said, quote, the scholars call it the ACLU effect. <laughs> You've heard of the Ferguson effect. Yeah, James Comey's Ferguson yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah. Now, now there's the ACLU effect, mm. apparently. In January, the Chicago Tribune released a lengthy piece on the city's murder rate. It said the 2016 spike could be attributed to the wide availability of guns, tensions between street gangs, and, quote, poverty and disinvestment in the most affected communities. At no point whatsoever does the study mention the ACLU or 2015 stop-and-frisk changes. The Tribune did, however, note another thing that happened in late 2015, the erosion of trust between Chicago police and minority communities. Around that time, city officials released a year-old video of a white police officer emptying 16 shots into black teenager Laquan McDonald, Many of the rounds were fired while McDonald was already on the ground. And a video that uh, Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel tried to keep suppressed. Yeah. The Trump administration is trying to claw back spending that Congress already approved of. The White House sent a formal rescission request to Congress to have about $15 billion retroactively pulled out of the budget. 
Roughly half of the rescission would come out of the Children's Health Insurance Program, basically out of the emergency fund of that program. Other programs affected include technology loans, Medicare and Medicaid innovation funding, and an initiative dealing with Ebola. In fact, at $15 billion, it's the largest ever rescission request. While such requests need only a simple majority in the Senate, means no filibuster could beat it, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has repeatedly expressed disinterest in passing any rescission resolution. The Trump administration is planning, however, to make even more clawbacks and is eyeing another $10 billion rescission request. A few weeks ago, we reported how the NLRB was already making plans to cut back spending in preparation for the Trump administration's rescission requests. Yesterday, news broke that health insurance costs are expected to skyrocket next year. Insurers in Maryland and Virginia are asking regulators to approve of premium increases in the double digits, according to Bloomberg. Care First wants to increase the monthly price of one plan in Virginia alone by 64%. Now, this comes on the heels of Republicans trying to kill the ACA, repealing the individual mandate as part of tax reform, and enacting other rule changes on the executive level that undermine Obamacare. Democrats, naturally, are using this story to showcase their positive agenda to get health care for all Americans. I'm fucking with you. Here's Chuck Schumer earlier today at a press conference. And we Democrats are going to be relentless in making sure the American people exactly understand who is to blame for the rates. The Republicans control the House, the Senate, the presidency. When the rates go up, especially after all their actions, it's on their back, and they know it. Of course, when the ACA couldn't be sabotaged, the rates were still far too high. In October 2016, HHS reported a spike in premiums right before the election. People, quite frankly, aren't really that fond of Obamacare, but it appears Democrats are determined to learn nothing. No supporters of Medicare for All were at their press conference today. The rates are too damn high. We need Medicare for All. Hey, had uh, Schumer said anything about Schneiderman stepping down yet? I know there was some... Uh some uh, chatter online about how Schumer appears to be ignoring the issue of the attorney general from the state he res- represents resigning. He, uh, at the press conference, he did note that he was only going to speak on the issue of health insurance. He, yeah. made, he made very clear, and then he left uh, uh, rather quickly into the Q&A part. Schneiderman, a figure who was lionized by lots of liberals leading up to yesterday, uh, when he resigned amidst allegations that he essentially beats up women while sleeping with them and uh, threatened to kill women who tried to leave him. It's, uh, it's pretty appalling. Yeah, you'd, you'd yeah. think he'd want to uh, get out and condemn that sort of thing, especially after Schneiderman resigned, but nothing at that morning's press conference. All right, that's going to do it for our newscast today. Before we go, let's check out the old listener rant line. Hello, Sam. Hello, Sam. Hello, Nate. This is Matt from Richmond. I've been thinking about the uh, question who would benefit the most from a John McCain death in the NHL. And I have some thoughts for you. Uh, who better to benefit from a John McCain death uh, reverse curse than a team known for crashing some jets and moving to Arizona and sucking shit for decades? That's right. The Arizona uh, Coyotes. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for hearing me out. Bye. 
I really uh, appreciate that call. A lot of listeners might not know that the uh, Arizona Coyotes were once the Winnipeg Jets. Mm. And that's the whole pun, crashing the Jets. Interesting. Uh, Very clever, caller. And on that alone, I will smirk if the Coyotes do well next year. Surely by then, John McCain will be dead. Sam. Sam. Nathaniel. This is Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. There have been recent accusations by Mr. Blankenship that I have illicit dealings with China people and am a creature of the swamp. I want everyone to know, and I think my record will show, that my dealings with China and any other foreign nation have been with the explicit goal and under but the sole motivation of procuring and providing big naturals to the United States people. Mr. Blankenship has no record or motivations to bring and provide big naturals to the American people. The cold-loving people of Kentucky can show, and my total and legislative record shows, that I love big naturals. All right. Bye. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell at it again, calling in to talk about big naturals. <laughs> Sam, Sam, Nate, what's up? It's, uh, Greg in Cincinnati. I heard Senator McConnell called in, and, uh, well, I've got some advice for him and Mr. Blankenship. They should uh, make, like, John McCain and Barbara Bush and fucking drop dead. Uh, That's all I got, boys. Oh, and go Caps, and Yevgeny Kuznetsov is the best Yevgeny on the ice. I remember <coughs> ripping Jeeves with my brother in Danville, Kentucky, watching Kuznetsov skate around everyone in uh, the World Juniors. So he's always been a, a favorite of mine. Anyway, keep up the great work, guys. Thank you, caller, and keep up the good work, Yevgeny Kuznetsov, scorer of the game-winning overtime goal in Game 6. Hi, I'm Don Blankenship. And I just wanted to let you know that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ demanded a blood sacrifice before he would return prosperity to West Virginia. And that's why when I killed all those miners, it was actually a good thing. Vote for me, Don Blankenship. Uh, this is actually Macho Man Rand Paul's neighbor. Uh, I just wanted to answer George Authority's question about whether P is stored in the balls. Uh, P is stored in one ball and cum is stored in the other. That is why you have two. So... Uh, once again, any other piss-related questions, uh, send them my way. Thank you. Doing a service, uh, Macho Man Rand Paul's neighbor. Thank I think I, I think we're get, we're gonna get syndicated on Clear Channel any day now. <laughs> uh, speaking of George, one last call today. Uh, hello, boys. Uh, long time, long time no see, Joel, buddy. George Authority, hey, Sam, Sam, and intern Nathan, what up? What up, intern Nate? Uh, also, fuck you, intern Nate. 
Um, boy, I don't know where we're at with intern Nate this week, so I just like to cover both bases there. Hey, I don't know if you can hear. I'm just having a leisurely bath here, uh, <laughs> taking in some self-care. Um, your boy will not be on Twitter this week um, because I've, I have been suspended. Uh, I have been participating in an ongoing targeted harassment campaign of a police union uh, that was diping up online about people um, disrespecting the cops. Uh, so I told them to go eat a turd, and I got suspended for a day. And then when I got back, I went back and uh, doubled down on it. Uh, and so now I'm suspended for a week, so... Uh, I just thought I would get a tweet out with you guys here real quick. I just wanted to say I watched Thor Ragnarok last night, y'all. I uh, had some popcorners and uh, didn't know why Carl Urban was in the movie. All right, boys. I will see you next week. George in Twitter jail. Glad to see he's taking in stride, calling us from the bathtub. <laughs> Thank you for the call, George. That's going to do it for the show. Call the rant line, 202-684-6108. Sponsors include the Congressional Dish podcast, hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. Other sponsors, levelnews.org and Citizen Capital. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Tune in by searching for District Sentinel Radio. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Tell your friends to listen. The newscast is back tomorrow. We're in D.C., so you don't have to be.